0: What's going on? It's Quinn Davis Furnace. Welcome to my show. Quinn Davis Furnace presents the Beantown Podcast for Sunday, November 26th, 2023. What's going on? What's happening? How are you? Year six of the Beantown Podcast beginning to wind down. Last podcast of November here next week. Next week, we might have a little treat for you because we're going to Saga Tuck. And I haven't thought about the recording schedule for that until right now. There's a chance. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything. I'll, I'll just tease something that we could be. We could be broadcasting from an exotic location, perhaps. Per chance, per chance would be a, a good solution to the New York Times crossword puzzle. We were playing that this morning on Rachel's phone. And I think it was a legit one, like the actual Sunday New York Times crossword puzzle. I think Sundays are are the hard ones. Is that how it goes? It starts off easy. Monday, and then it gets progressively more difficult as you go through the week. I think that's I think that's how it worked. And the only reason we actually ended up solving it at the end of the day was because we have it turned on where you, if you put in the right letter, it it tells you, hey, this is the right letter or wrong letter. It says this is the incorrect letter. But boy, that's tough. And there's just uh, I don't know, man. The people who get people out there who can actually get that organically. Like on you know pen and paper are just total champs because it's not even like oh here's the definition of the clue or whatever it is like let me just be smart enough to know what that is it's really creative and you know there'll be phrases there'll be words you never heard of there'll be definitions you never heard of so just absolutely brutal but per chance I think would fit in there very well one of them was. It was about Yao Ming, and the solution was baller in China. The thing was that long, however many squares that is, like twelve or thirteen or something. So there's some good stuff out there, but hey, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see what happens with Saga next week. Could be pretty fun. It's snowing here, so we're gonna have to bundle up for that. Uh, listener discretion is advised when you're listening to this program. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible, although we're going to keep it short and sweet for you today. End of the just kind of, I was going to say weird week. It's weird in that it's not part of your normal routine, but it's just, you know, work Monday, Tuesday in the office, go out to the burbs after that Tuesday night, and then don't come back until two hours ago we got home, and it's just sort of like back back to the grind tomorrow. But it's it's really just I got a four-day work week this week, and then a five day work week, and then a vacation, and then a work from home week. So just kind of all over the place the rest of the year, which is a good thing, but also means you're out of your, your routine. You end up drinking and eating a lot. I finally had to, kind of like I did when I came out from Puerto Rico, I had to put a hard stop to drinking today. I'm working on a, a lime seltzer water from the Jewel with a little bit of extra lemon juice to top it off kind of a mocktail sort of action here with my emoji ice cubes but uh you know it's it's i do the same thing every year i uh get to this holiday time of season holiday time of year and i just boom i just i drink a lot it's rare that it's not like i'm more prone to just get absolutely wasted although there'll be times where it's you know like uh, Wednesday this past week where you're off of work, don't have anything really going on, just hanging out at home, and it's like, yeah, why not have three strong mixed drinks because I'm not driving anywhere, just along for the ride, really no obligations or responsibilities whatsoever. But then, you know, it's uh, you do that a couple times, and it's just you got to watch yourself. And this is, this, this is the start of it. This is the start of the holiday season. We're like... Four or five straight weeks through this now, where it's just a lot of that type of stuff. Last year, I hit up a lot of breweries. I know I went to Beguile once and uh, probably Dovetail too. I definitely went to Mousetrap and Burning Bush, I'm sure. I saw, excuse me, uh, I saw an Instagram right before before we started recording of someone who had posted a, a can of their beer from Solemn Oath. And it's like a 6.7% hazy IPA, I think. Really good artwork. And it's Between Two Pillows is the name of the beer, which is pulled straight from planes, trains, and automobiles. The quintessential Thanksgiving film. I did not get around to watching it this year. Did watch some films, though. We'll segue uh, we'll segue with that. I'll also uh, give a quick shout-out to our friends in Pakistan, Hyderabad, Kyber Pass, Karachi. Thank you for listening and making us the 112th ranked comedy podcast in the great nation of Pakistan. Watched uh, two movies in the last three days, which is unusual for us here. And I guess a quick comment about another upcoming movie, and then we'll we'll talk uh, through a couple Cyber Monday deals, and then uh, we'll leave it at that. Not too crazy today. Just kind of, kind of, you know, end of the rope. Energy wise, got to reset try to get try to try to make it one of those nights where you get like nine hours of sleep and then wake up and just hit the ground running tomorrow mentally that's the plan it's about three forty-five in the afternoon here uh so we saw the hunger games prequel a ballad of songbirds and snakes in theaters yesterday that's the first time i've been to a movie theater in a long time i can't even remember sometime in the summer was the last time I went, but I didn't even, I didn't even hit. It was probably Mission Impossible Seven. Was the last time I saw a movie in the theater. I didn't even get to the the Barbieheimer, uh, craze when that happened. Those I imagine those films are on streaming somewhere. At some point soon, right? I gotta. They're they're both films that I want to check out. That was like the pop culture thing of the summer, and I just never. <sighs> I never got around to seeing either of them. They're very different viewing experiences, obviously. Um, Oppenheimer, I think you really got to be ready for. There's, there's two movies out there that I really want to see that you really got to just immerse yourself into. Oppenheimer and uh, Napoleon, which are both three-plus, Ridley Scott and Chris Nolan. And then Barbie, I definitely want to see as well. Barbie, I get the feeling, is going to be a little bit lighter. And uh, I know it still has some profound commentary and themes but i think a little bit more just kind of popcorn watchable than either of those other two films. But we saw yeah so so basically if you don't know the original Hunger Games was a trilogy they made it into four movies. They split book 3 into parts 1 and 2, which it's kind of funny cuz kind of like the Hobbit which they split into three movies could have easily been two with Mockingjay one book that they split into two. Everyone criticized that Uh, decision to split it into two parts for being just a cash grab and just silly exact opposite problem with ballad of songbirds and snakes which was a book written by the same author suzanne collins in 2020 so it's pretty new like she wrote the book after the films came out and stuff this movie we're not going to do a full review or anything like that i have a lot of thoughts but First and foremost, absolutely needed to be two parts. Now, I'm not going to try to come out here and claim, like, this is how they should have done it. Should have ended it here, picked up there. I'm like, not going to sit here and do that. But it was just the the movie is is naturally kind of two separate films. And without uh, too many spoilers, because I know it's only been out for a week. But basically, the first half is, like, classic Hunger Games. And the second half is more just, like, world exploration and building and tries to focus on the development of the main character, who is uh, President Snow from the originals, Donald Sutherland. But this is when he's like a late teenager, essentially like 18, 19, that sort of thing. Things that did well, um, acting was was pretty solid across the board, especially the main character. His name is Tom Blythe, I think. He's a British guy I've never seen before, but he he did pretty well. He never did anything in the movie that was that made me think like, oh, this guy is amazing. It was a very kind of restrained, refined role, um, but he, you know he was solid. The female lead was, was apparently is a, a actress from West Side Story, the remake they did with Spielberg last year, um, or two years ago, whenever that was. And I thought she was fine. There was a very intentional choice to give her like a ultra exaggerated Appalachian accent the film which was awfully distracting not to mention uh, the uh, music the amount of music in this film was shocking Uh, it was like halfway to a musical uh, which we'll talk about musicals in a second here but I didn't think there was going to be that much singing and strumming there was even like a whole band that is like part of the movie like the band is a character in the movie so it was just that was kind of strange uh but the other acting performances specifically from viola davis she was excellent peter dinklage was fine he really didn't have to do much other than just kind of be peter dinklage but uh jason schwartzman plays the same character essentially as uh, stanley tucci in the first film in fact i think it's supposed to be father and son and uh, schwartzman is a little bit less animated, um, and a little bit more, the emphasis was more less on like the physical, um, animation of the, the, uh, Caesar Flickerman character and more on the like quick one liners kind of thing, uh, which, yeah, this, this character that Schwartzman plays was definitely just like quicker on his feet with his words, whereas Caesar Flickerman is more like just kind of grand and, um, ultra gilded and fake and that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, those were some good performances. I mean, the, the music was, uh, James Newton Howard and it was pretty solid, but they really struggled. So, so it needed two parts because the whole story is essentially around this Snoke character and how he sort of gets to the place where he is in the Hunger Games, where he's been president for 50 years or whatever. And so they really wanted to like make him be the main character of the movie and so, uh, inherently, you're kind of like following his story and potentially rooting for him. But I, I don't want to spoil too much. But essentially, it's like by the end of the film, you're supposed to believe that he has like no morality and is kind of a sociopath. And, um, you know, it, it just, they didn't, they, 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 there are so many things in the second act or second half of the movie that were so rushed. And it's like five seconds go by. And all of a sudden you've gone, gone from point A to point B in terms of character development and how someone's feeling. Big, big issue. They really did not do a good job of um, thoroughly developing their characters. And so their motivations, their intentions, um, what they were thinking at any given point in time was not really clear, but not in sort of like a, a fun Mystery, ambiguous way more just like this was clearly not developed like you didn't show us the stuff you needed to show us and so you get to the end of the film and you've been there for almost three hours and it's just kind of like we needed it's it, it's a movie that felt way too long and also you needed way more time because the second half of the movie which um, is is way more important. the The first half is really kind of like the the popcorn, you know, stuff you see in the trailer kind of stuff. It's the Hunger Games, whereas the second half is really the more compelling stuff for the the purpose of the movie, which is about the development of this character. And they uh, they they really botched it, in my opinion. Um, tough tough screenplay and not amazing dialogue either. So yeah, just would have. Uh, I kept thinking to myself if this was like a really well written screenplay and story and stuff this I mean it's such a um such an interesting world that this character exists in and surrounded by lots of choices like this could have been like a uh, academy award best actor kind of nomination like it was set up for that but uh, or it could have been set up for that um but I didn't feel like the actor elevated it so much as he just kind of read what was given to him. So yeah, it was, it was, it was fine. It was, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm in between like two and two and a half stars out of four. I think two makes it sound like he didn't actually like it, but two and a half makes it sound like, Oh, it was almost three stars. Like he almost really liked it. So I don't know pros and cons, but, uh, and interesting, nonetheless. We also saw a, uh, and I had been alerted to this a couple days before I saw the trailer yesterday, but they're redoing Mean Girls. But to say it's a redo is really strange because it's still Tina Fey, and she's playing her same, like it's her production. She's playing the same character she played in the original Mean Girls, you know, 22 years ago, whatever it was. And Tim Meadows is the same character as well. And then all the other actors and actresses are different, but they have the same names. And then the big shift is that it's a musical. So basically they did Mean Girls, which I think was an original screenplay. And then it turned into a Broadway musical, which was relatively popular. And now they're just basically taking the Broadway musical concept and filming it. And it's just so bizarre because then in the trailers, they don't promote it as a musical. It's just like return to the mean girls universe. And the trailer they just show is basically like a rehashing of everything you've already seen in mean girls. It, it, I'm not here to say like, Oh, this is going to be terrible. I'm sure if you like just watched it, especially if you hadn't seen the original mean girls, excuse me. And you just watched it. You'd probably be like, Oh, this is a good movie. But it's just such a strange thing to, like, remake a movie. It's not going to be shot for shot exactly the same or, like, have the exact same script, but it's just so strange. It's like I've never heard of a movie doing that before. That would be like – imagine if they did Gladiator, and you still, which there is going to be a Gladiator 2, I think. Um, but that's just for the purposes of argument. You have Gladiator, and they still have uh, Russell Crowe and Joaquin Phoenix – playing the two leads in the film but all the other characters are cast differently and also it's going to be a musical but they don't show that to you in the the trailer or we get uh, we get uh, what's her name Ripley to be Alien we redo Alien and it's still a horror movie but also she sings in it but you don't know that from the trailer Sigourney S i g o u r n e y Sigourney weaving, weaving weaver Sigourney Weaver Hugo weaving. Hugo, what is he up to? I haven't seen much of him lately. Uh. So, the only indication you have <clears throat> that this thing is a musical is when they show the title card Mean Girls at the end of the trailer. The space in the A of Mean, I think, I think that's what it was, is a music note instead of just a space so just i i don't know i'm not going to say you would be like oh that's going to be terrible it's just one of the most bizarre cash grabs i've ever heard of or it'd be like if they made a trolls world tour with no singing and the the main troll was played by the same troll actress but everyone else was recast that would be kind of confusing wouldn't it i think so uh, today's palindrome of the day, I think since Thanksgiving was three days ago, uh, you might have had turkey, you might have had uh, some pork, glazed pork, maybe you even had some beef. So today's palindrome of the, day, of the day is as follows, feeble Tom's motel beef. Again, that is feeble Tom's motel beef. There you go. If you have a palindrome of the day you would like to be aired on this program, we still have slots available through the end of twenty twenty three. You can email us BeantownPodcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's beantown, bean podcast at Yahoo dot com and let us know what your palindrome of the day is that you would like us to read. I will also mention that palindrome of the day is brought to you by our good friends at Home Prior Oregon when you need your home inspected in Central Oregon you can't trust just anyone you need a certified, safe, doubly insured home inspector who went through probably like 500 some hours of training. This is not 500 days of summer, this is 500 some hours of training. That's right, it's Steve F at Home Prior to Oregon 541-410-0316 or go to homeprideoregon.com. Uh, home pride organ inspection perfection uh, is. It's not too late for the holiday season. Call him up; he'll get your house taken care of so you can sell it in time um, for that new family to get in there for the holiday season for uh, Santa Claus and Rudolph and Blitzen and such. Also, our good friends at Cuts by Q did a nice big cuts by Q uh, this past Monday night. Got home from work and it was just like okay. We're going into the holiday season. We got to freshen up here. We got to do a little shave. I definitely need to do a neck shave tonight when I shower. Um, but let's get the sides. Let's get the back. Let's still keep it like a slick look. Kind of got a Paulie D kind of look going. Uh, I think he was on uh, Jersey Shore. So we're kind of bringing that vibe back, the island vibe to the Midwest here, holiday season 2023. When you need a fresh do something snappy or new, call the experts at Cuts by Q. And then, of course, our good friends at the Samson Q2U series. When you need your home inspector in Central Oregon, you have to call someone who's safe, someone who's certified, someone that you can trust. That makes no sense. What am I? I'm zoning out. Let's try this again. Samson Q2U series. Crisp, clean, clear audio quality. From Genesis to Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, the whole Pentateuch, and beyond. <sighs> Samson Q2U series and God speaks he uses a Samson. That was a tough one. I just my mound my mound. My mound. Mounds bar. I don't even know what's in a Mounds bar. I don't think I like it though. Is that is Mounds Bar have coconut in it? Let's find out. I don't have my uh my regular uh I am recording on my regular laptop, but my secondary laptop I use for research purposes is in the other room streaming football currently, because I knew Rachel would want to watch that. Uh, While well, she was doing Pilates, because Patrick Mahomes, right guys? Taylor Swift, Chiefs Raiders. Um, so I'm doing everything on my phone here, which is a little bit tricky. Mounds is a candy bar made by the Hershey Company consisting of shredded sweetened coconut coated in dark chocolate. Okay, I'm looking right at it. Right at it. I can't speak today. Pretty rough. I've never actually looked at a Mounds bar before, and I don't think I've had one since I was a kid. There's a good reason for it. It's literally just coconut covered in chocolate. That's like my worst nightmare. I think Almond Joy is kind of the same thing, but with an almond on top of the coconut and then covered in chocolate. Is that how that works? Almond Joy. J-O-H is what I Googled. Almond Joy. Yeah, it looks pretty much exactly the same. It's literally the exact same thing, just a slightly elongated shape, and there's one almond on top. That's an almond joy for you. I don't know. It doesn't seem that uh, appealing to me personally. Even if you don't, even if you're not like a coconut shredded coconut hater like myself, that seems like one of the worst candy bars. It's just like, let me take a look at this. Oh, it's just coconut covered in chocolate, but like way too much coconut. It's basically all just coconut and a thin covering of chocolate. A thin layer. It's not... uh, I can give you like 27 candy bars all the time I had that are way better than that. Even if I really loved shredded coconut, I would still want a Three Musketeers. Or a Butterfinger. Or any number of other sweets. So, Today's uh, program, definitely not brought to you by... Mounds bar, and who came up with the name Mounds Bar? Who wants to eat a mound of coconut? That's like not that appealing. When I think of mounds, I think of like southern Illinois, Shawnee, like territory, Indian burial grounds. I don't really want a big mound of chocolate or of uh, coconut. Mound of chocolate, I could take if it was. Hey, if it was a mound of chocolate covered in a thin layer of coconut, I could get that because then it's like you just got to pick it off and then you got a big old mound of chocolate. But the mound of coconut, not really doing it for me. Let's get to uh, today's trivia question of the day and then we'll run you through some Cyber Monday deals you should be watching out for. Uh, So here's an interesting one I found when I was doing some Thanksgiving uh, light reading the other day let's call it that and uh, i don't have any uh, it's one where you kind of know it or you don't so i'll try to think of a a a hint on the fly that could guide you but it's an interesting one Uh, so which city's thanksgiving day parade ends with santa claus getting a key to the city that was kind of an interesting factoid i had never come across before so again which city's Thanksgiving day parade ends with Santa Claus getting a key to the city. Hmm. Your first hint is that this city has a sports team that is associated with Thanksgiving, which actually should be a pretty big giveaway. Cause there aren't that many sports teams out there that are associated with Thanksgiving. Like I don't think there's any hockey teams or it's like, Oh yeah, we're a Thanksgiving team. Baseball is not even in season. (sighs) Basketball, I don't think so. So, yes, the city has a football team because its football team is associated with Thanksgiving. And if you know anything about football on Thanksgiving, that should realistically narrow it down to two choices for you. And I will let you know that uh, it's not Dallas. So, that's the only, uh, only hint I'll give you. The answer to this week's Bean Town podcast trivia question which city's Thanksgiving Day parade ends with Santa Claus getting a key to the city? The answer is Detroit and Michigan and it's it's fitting because we'll be in Michigan in just four days here. Four nights from now we'll be driving up to Saugatuk, the happiest place on earth. We got a Christmas parade going on up there. There's a, a supposed to be the Christmas bar crawl. I should if I could pull some strings and maybe reach out to the mayor. Get me, you know, mayor's office line one. I could maybe even get into the soccer Christmas parade. So we'll see how that goes. I don't know. Uh, a couple Cyber Monday deals for you that I found when I was perusing the internet looking for some birthday gifts. Which reminds me, gotta we gotta do we got a birthday for uh, brother of the podcast Jack Furnace, and we got a whole slew of Christmas gifts. Uh, before I forget, happy birthday to brother Jack! It's uh, in a week here. Um, okay, so Cyber Monday deals I came across. First, the Dyson Air Purifying Headphones. Now, I realized in my research that this was a pre-COVID thing, and so they kind of missed the boat a little bit with making these COVID-friendly is not the word I'm looking for, but like uh, appropriated for COVID. But essentially, these are headphones you where they look just like normal headphones, but they're made by Dyson, and they have little vents angled and like the bottom of the the earpiece that blow air across your face. I don't know if you feel it or not, but it's supposed to purify the air. Now I will say there was no uh didn't seem to be many uh reviews that mentioned the actual quality of the headphones. I think people were more concerned about the not getting, you know, airborne illnesses and diseases, which I understand. If you're buying air-purifying headphones, you're probably right off the bat a little bit more concerned about the health and safety than the quality of your Drake Beats. But interesting. Now, again, I mentioned this. They're not really – these things came out before COVID. And so if you're still pretty concerned about that, I don't know if it's going to be the best option for you. But go to Dyson.com. Tom Quinn sent you for – an indeterminate amount off your Dyson air purifying headphones. The Charmin robot, we all know Charmin, the bears, they're always rubbing their booties, walking around. seems like they're always having digestive problems. But more than digestive problems, they're always having problems getting toilet paper when they need it. How many times have we seen those Charmin bears and, you know, they take a giant dump in the woods, which is where they're supposed to live, I don't know. Sometimes they, they do these shoots for Charming commercials and the bears live in an actual house. And I'm like, yo, bears live like they walk around the woods and then they have like a den. It's like a cave that they hibernate in. No bear is living in a condo in Palm Springs, I'll tell you that much, regardless of what these commercials say. But they see, you know, you see these bears and, you know, they're either like rubbing their booty against a tree stump. It looks awfully painful. Or my least favorite of these Charmin commercials is when they show the bear's booty after they wipe, and there's little bits of toilet paper like the old school when you shave and you cut yourself and you you stick little bits of toilet paper on there. That's what their asses look like. So apparently, Charmin came up with the Charmin robot, which is where if you're sitting on the toilet and someone forgot to replace, you know, the toilet roll, and you're out of TP. You pull up an app on your phone and you call the Charmin robot, which just lives in a lurks in a corner in your house, I guess. This kind of reminds me. There's a new film we saw a preview for at Hunger Games called Imaginary. It's just another slasher horror jump scare kind of movie. The the catch with it this time is it's a teddy bear, and he's in someone's imaginary friend, and he gets or he is this little girl's imaginary friend, and he gets very territorial. So he sneaks up behind you and he slashes your throat. That's basically what the Charmin robot is about. But instead of slashing your throat, he's bringing you a toilet, a a roll of toilet paper. So, yeah, Charmin actually invented the Charmin robot, which you still have to set up. Like, you have to put it somewhere that can reach your toilet and put a roll of toilet paper in there. And it's just, like, emergency situations. I guess it seems pretty stupid to me. Like, let me think about my situation. If If I'm on the john, I took a big dump. Out of toilet paper, not ideal. You know what I would do though? I would do a little shake, make sure that like there aren't not anything loose that's going to come out when I waddle over. I'm going to walk out of the bathroom three paces, open the closet door where the toilet paper is kept. I'm going to grab a roll and I'm going to waddle back, and we're going to continue on with the day and finish the business. Or I do that, and then if I have the time, I might also hop in the shower real quick which is basically like a bidet for your entire body. So Charmin Robot, I don't know. I can't recommend this one, but it's out there if it's interesting to you. The Taser MP3 holster, I don't have it in front of me. I don't know which company makes this. Probably NRA endorsed. I don't know. But in case you're wondering what the heck is a Taser MP3 holster, I'll tell you that it's exactly what it sounds like. It is a holster for a taser, which I guess makes sense. You don't want to just be carrying that thing around loosely. But it also can store your favorite songs. So if you ever were walking down the streets of Detroit looking to uh, forcefully segregate the city, you're going to need some good tunage. And nothing says forcefully segregate and whites forever like some kid rock. The pride of Michigan. So not only can you whip out your holster, but you can turn on all summer long or whatever that sweet home Alabama ripoff is called. The Taser MP3 holster. A couple more for you. The Pepe Pet Dryer. It's basically like a space shuttle pod that your dog of any size can climb into and probably get sp- Booked until next holiday season because this thing's almost certainly loud as hell and basically it just dries your pet i don't know how long you're in there for 30 minutes three hours not sure how long the pet has to be in there for they showed dogs on the image but i imagine it will work for a cat as well my only question is i assume you have to kind of secure them in place like close the door like a prison cell I could see a cat getting really spooked or freaked out. Remember when Stuart Little gets stuck in the uh, washing machine when Gina Davis, is, Gina Davis turns on, you know, soil level high, load size, big. Um, you got Jonathan Lipnicki's Fruit of the Loom briefs in there and Dr. House's galoshes. And then you got Stuart Little, little Michael J. Fox, also getting washed. So you can either do that, you can put your pet directly in the washing machine because it worked out well for uh, the Littles, or you could get the Pepe Pet Dryer, Uh, now only $17.99. That's $1,799 at your local Pet Supplies Plus store. Uh, Second to last thing here, the Denso Vacuum Shoes. So, guys, you ever walk around the house, you're thinking, boy, this floor is dirty. Boy, this needs a good mopping." Boy, I wish my vacuum cleaner could just go wherever my feet go. Now you can with the Denso vacuum shoes. These are two separate shoes. They're not even uh, connected by a cord. Uh, they're probably lithium operated. So go, you know, mine some lithium or whatever. I don't care. Power your shoes with the power of a Denso. That's the second kind of vacuum cleaner brand we got going on here Dyson and Denso. Uh, yeah. You basically walk around the house. They vacuum up. Uh, whose house is so dirty that you need to, you need to. This is a necessity. Just vacuum like a normal person. I don't know. I would, uh, I would, I would, I would do a a, a sponge shoe though. You know, if you could just press down real hard, get some suds coming out the sides, and if they were light up shoes, like the old Velcro ones that we used to have as kids, not me, but other people I saw, had light up shoes looked pretty cool. Of course, I never even, I don't think I ever even had Velcro shoes. I had to learn to tie my shoes when I was two months old. No one out there, no one really in the world would kind of help me out. It's just one of those things you kind of figure out. So the Denso Vacuum Shoes, perfect Cyber Monday deal this holiday season. And then finally, this just called Belty. That's all it is. Um, There's actually an interesting history behind Belty from the 30 seconds I researched it. It's a, not joking, it's a smart belt that is attuned to like when you're eating, how much you're eating, if you're doing some sort of physical activity, so it knows when to expand and when to contract. And Belty's been around for a couple years now. Apparently, it has not done very well in the actual product reviews because people complained that Belty wasn't quite as smart as... Uh, it was intended to be or advertised to be sometimes it would be too tight after having a giant vat of chili v a t vat great word um, so belty if you still i I hate belts with a passion so and i don't have i have almost no smart anything. I have like my phone and I guess my tablet. I can, like, speak to, I can say, hey, Alexa. I don't even think my phone will respond to anything if I say, hey, Siri. Oh, yeah, it did. Okay, that's pretty cool. Probably because I got that new iOS update 16.1.1, I think it is. All right. Should be able to answer that question and more. All right, that's just stop. Okay. You proved your point. She's always listening. So there you go, Belty and uh, a bunch of other great holiday ideas. And one last thing I forgot because, um, and it's not super important, but I mentioned earlier that we had watched a couple of movies the last couple of days. The other movie I watched was 10 years ago. It's called, called Out of the Furnace. And it attracted me when I was just randomly scrolling through HBO because of the cast, which is crazy. It's Christian Bale, uh, Casey Affleck, Willem Dafoe, uh, Woody Harrelson. And Oscar winner um, Forrest Whitaker, and then also Zoe Saldana is like the only female in the movie. Uh, not a not a fan of the screenplay myself, and uh, just a lot of potential that was wasted in many different ways, and then got kind of predictable towards the end as well. Um, solid acting all around. I mean, you got those characters. How could it not be solid? But just the whole the whole thing, whatever it was meant to be, never really like came together, it felt like very much like an unfinished product, uh, when I watched it. But, uh, you know, you got like six people in there who are all just dynamite actors. Oh, also Sam Shepard. How could I forget? I mean, it's literally like six or seven people who are extremely well, uh, acclaimed. It's called out of the furnace. It's like a, it's the backdrop is like Eastern Pennsylvania steel mill towns. Um, so if you, if you're looking for like a pretty forgettable. Uh, thriller kind of revenge movie to watch. It's out there. Uh, That's a firm two stars for me. One of those movies, give it another month, and I'll be like, yeah, I don't really remember what happened in that movie, and that's about how memorable it was for me. That's what I have for you today, everyone. Thank you for tuning into my program. Quinn David Furnace presents the Beantown Podcast. Remember to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. Uh, Apparently, we're on Spotify as well. Uh, give us a five-star rating over there. Wherever you're tuning in from, let us know at our email, Beantown Podcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's Podcast at yahoo.com. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone, and holiday seasons are in full effect. Uh, we'll come to you live next week uh, in some capacity from Saugatuck, near Saugatuck, around Saugatuck. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but that's what I have for you today. My name is Quinn. Everyone, stay safe, stay sane. I'll check in on you next time. Bye.